Tribe Talk. Tribe Talk is a podcast created to elevate your life through real talk, true stories, and great debates, with some fun sprinkled in. We dive into all things lifestyle, health, and wellness to expand your knowledge and guide you towards living your happiest, healthiest life. I am Sam. And I am Emily. And we are your hosts. Hi, Tribe. Emily here, and this week I am joined by the wonderful Abby Chandler. So Abby is a life coach who specializes in empowering others to live their truth. So hello, Abby. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So yeah, I guess the first question that we always ask our guests is... Tell us a bit about you, kind of where where you've come from, how you've got to where you are and what you do. Okay, sweet. So I will keep it um, the condensed version. I was raised as one of Jehovah's Witnesses. So if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's it's a very cult-like, tight-knit religion, very insular. Um, There's a lot of kind of mind control and conditioning that goes into that. And I was brought up that way from birth with my family being part of that. I was married as a part of that. I separated from my husband as a part of that. And then shortly after then, I started questioning my life in a really big way. Um, This religion was everything that I knew about the world. And yeah, I I started to suddenly um, feel like it wasn't right for me. So through a long series of events, um, I decided to leave. I rebuilt my life from there because you have to very much leave your life behind when you go. You can't really take your social circle with you. Um, Obviously, a lot of my family weren't okay with that, so I kind of battled those things. Um, That was six years ago now. So So how old were you? I was 25 when I decided to leave, almost 26. And how long had you been married? And I'd been married for a year and a half. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, but we were together for about four and a half years. It's a very conventional way of dating because you have chaperones and you cannot stay together or sleep together or anything like that. So it was very intense um, kind of setup, not not the way most of the world does things now. <laughs> so, yeah, came out of that, came out of the religion and decided to rebuild my life from there. And from that point, I've traveled for to different parts of the world I've done solo travel I took myself on a yoga retreat where I discovered yoga for the first time um did my yoga teacher training to about two and a half years ago and uh, battled a number of things but had a lot of different adventures and life experiences in the middle of all of that and then you find me today um life coaching and trying to support others and take them through the same so that they can live what I would define as their truth, as you said in my little introduction. So I think, and we were kind of talking about this earlier as well, that like living your truth has become one of those kind of, almost like one of those buzz phrases, like, you know, live your best life and be, <laughs> just be you and stuff. But like, what, what is living your truth? What, what does that look like for you? Or, or how would you describe that to your clients? Okay, so I'll prefix that with a little bit of information. The faith, I'm sure that anyone who grew up in a similar sort of faith structure can agree with this. Those groups, those very intense religions, and um, call themselves the truth. 
So my whole life I was brought up with this dialogue around I'm in the truth. I live in the truth. I have the truth. That was a big part of my language. And when I realized that that wasn't my truth at the time, I didn't think of it that way, but I just felt like this isn't right for me. And then I kind of realized this, um, as you said, this kind of a, a bit of a buzzword about living your truth and what that means. So to me, from having that background of believing that I had the truth and then rediscovering what is my truth, that means living life from truly from my heart, my soul, you know, basing things on what my perspective is and what I believe about the world, um, because that's all we can ever really do. To live your truth is to live what is fully and truly right for you. You can only see the world from your perspective, right? So what what you see is true for you. So I see it as bringing into your life, you know, the emotions, the situations, the people, um, your work, everything that's part of your life is making it so that that is aligned and befits your soul if that makes sense yeah so it's it's not just mm-hmm. kind of looking at the the glistening shiny parts it's also no. embracing that that other side that maybe is a bit more gritty maybe a bit more murky but definitely a big part of it especially with the work that I do and how I see it is getting to know yourself properly on a deeper level you cannot live in the right way that's that's perfect for you and when I say perfect for you that doesn't mean that everything's rosy all the time you can't live that way unless you get to know yourself and you find um you know things about you and and uncover things about you that had the world had probably covered up for a while so it's it's a big journey of discovery it takes courage um but the benefits that are reaped from that are magnificent and I believe you know when we look on Instagram and see the social media lives and all these amazing things that people are doing out there. Actually, you can live that way. It might not look like that for you, but you can live in the feelings that those things give you. And that doesn't mean that life is going to be perfect, but it means that you're going to know how to handle your life in the way that you want to, because you know yourself really well. Um, So it brings in a lot of work around setting, you know, understanding your emotions, setting boundaries, um, confidence, just being confident in who you are and knowing that that is okay and that that's allowed. So how would you, how would you treat, um, say a client, if a client comes in and maybe doesn't really know what their truth is, maybe they, they feel lost. They, they're not really sure what they're doing, where they're going and, they're kind of in the in-between stage where they're not really happy but they're not really sad either like how would Mm -hmm. you how would you start to unpack that emotion if they can't identify it so I think that's exactly what you just said is the biggest thing none of my clients come to me and say Abby I really want to live my truth (laughs) help me do that because if you're not living that in that time you don't know you know when I wasn't doing that I didn't know that that was my experience all I knew was how I felt, whether I felt, you know, I felt a bit isolated, I felt overwhelmed, or I felt lost. Sometimes I felt a lot of the time I felt like I was acting in my life, or that I should be doing things the right way. And I think that's a big emphasis. So the first thing that I would do with a client is, and a lot of the the work that I do is giving them the space to start to explore who they are. And, And right in the beginning stages, that starts with getting it all out on the table. 
So like I said, it's not normally a case of, hey, I really want to live my truth. It's this is how I'm feeling and I don't know how to cope with it or I'm overthinking all the time. I feel burnt out. Um, I'm overwhelmed. Normally people feel like they just, they don't know who they are, but they don't even know that they don't know that. Mm. All they know is their current experience. Um, So I work, you know, coaching, classic coaching is a lot of why questions. It's a lot of tell me this and tell me why. And we'll do that together. So I really hold the space, which is a safe zone for a client to do that with me. Um, and we will, as you said it, unpack the emotion and, but they're doing that with an expert. So you're not just venting to a friend, you know, as a coach, there's never a case of, Oh, I think you should do this. Or this is what, this is my advice for you. Those words really shouldn't, shouldn't have a place in coaching. It's tell me what you're feeling. Tell me why this is going on. Tell me what you want. What's stopping you getting there? And we'll go deep into that person. Um, it's courageous work. I will say that for sure. Yeah, you have to kind of be mm-hmm. willing to put yourself out there in order to get what you want out of it, really. Yeah, willing. You've got to be willing. You've got to be brave. Um, and a lot of the time, people don't feel that way. Um, but what they do feel is this kind of survival instinct kicks in of I can't exist like this anymore. Mm. Or they know that they they are on the edge of something that they want to be brave about. And they're like, hey, I need support. Let Take me through this. So what do you, how does your your life now kind of compare to all this, all those years ago? Like how, how does, how do you, I guess, how do you get from that one place to such a completely different place? And I've known you for a couple of years and I've Mm -hmm. seen this like transformation even in the last couple of years. And I met you after you left the faith and like, it just astounds me because I think every single day you wake up and you're just like, yeah, this is me today. Like I'm (laughs) putting myself out there. And it's really like, like you said, it's courageous for you to do as a person as well um but yeah like how how does that life compare and and how how do you feel now mm-hmm. so uh, the comparison is actually really hard to make because when you first ask me that question I want to be like well there's no comparison mm. I'm a completely different person to give you some history on that at the when I was living that life as an adult Jehovah's Witness as a married woman. Um, I mean, I was on antidepressants when I got married. I was in the throes of anxiety. Uh, I was actually struggling to really leave the house at the time. I remember my wedding day, I was like, I just need to get down this aisle or I'm not going to do it at all because the anxiety was so overwhelming in my life. Um, I wasn't working. What? No, I was working at the time, but I'd been on and off work. So I'd had chronic fatigue syndrome for 10 years. Um, and I believe all of these things were a, a big part of these physical symptoms and the mental illness that I was experiencing were part of pushing down what was right for me and not living for what my soul wanted. It's like, you know, we all have this intuition and this soul guidance in us and they're just desperate to come out and be expressed. And what a lot of us do is cover it and push it down and keep it quiet. And then that's going to come out in other ways. Um, So yeah, I had the depression going on, anxiety, chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, Shortly after I was married, I got signed off work. I wasn't well enough to work. 
um, energy-wise. And I, I just felt like I was always always trying, but not quite making it, if that makes any sense. So a constant kind of be good, do the right things, say the right things, be loved, find connection with people, you know, live right and live life in the right way. Um, and now I just don't have any of that. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine what it would feel like to feel like I wasn't living life in the right way or, or rather to try to do life right. Because okay, I have an element of that because I'm human and we all have an element of that. Of, you know, I want to I wanna do the best for me. But I just, I just live for me now. I, I make my decisions based on my needs. I nourish myself. I take care of myself. I, I live, I think the best way to put it now is I live in a very trusting place. I'm very reliant and have a lot of faith in my own capabilities. Um, I know that I only need myself to make my life great. And that's not a wall. That's not, I don't need anybody else to support me, but I don't worry about what happens in the world outside of me and in my external circumstances, because I know I've always got me and I'm good and I love myself and I trust myself. So to come from that place to now is like A to Z. Mm. Um, and I think you mentioned in there something about how, you know, how, what does that even what does that look like or how do you even get there and I will say it's definitely it's not that is not just um I'm not speaking about this and I don't want it to sound like hey if you you know if you work with a coach or if you work with me or a life coach that you can just go from like how are you feeling now to magic and then you feel amazing it's not how it goes it's a process it's a constant process and it's a process of being willing to uncover who you are to explore that person and get curious about who you really are and then allow them to come out bit by bit and by doing that you tell yourself I trust myself you tell yourself I'm worthy of living the life that I want and the more you you love yourself the more you realize you're worth it and that just that expanse never ends I will go on to do this work within myself and probably evolve and change for the rest of my life because it's always a process it's one that I still exist in now but obviously six years from where I was to where I am now I've had six years of time to be doing all of that in so you'll get it you're getting me in the big differences but I think it's important not to forget all the incremental parts of that life of you know 365 days a year six years that came into that hmm. yeah it's interesting I, I find it really interesting with you know especially that transformation that journey it's it's crazy so do you do you coach um people specifically who leave the a, a, a certain faith is that something that you're interested in um or are you kind of a bit of do you do you find that people that come to you are kind of business related or life related or how, how what your client base look like Okay, so the my most of my client base so far have been people that have found me through the entrepreneurial space because obviously I run my online coaching business and those are the kind of people that I meet and connect with. I have my own group space. I'm in other groups, so I'll converse and connect with people in there. So um, the majority of my clients have been other online entrepreneurs, um, but not all of them. And what's funny is a lot of people seem to connect with me from that place 
and then we work on their life um behind that because I always say you know with with people that want to do that work you you need to know yourself you need to have yourself together first because you could be given the perfect blueprint to your business or something like that and you're not going to follow it if you've got blocks holding you back if you're struggling with overwhelm or getting through fears or certain things those are the bits that need to be addressed um with the religious side yes I do I have started to work with people on that as well so I I kind of have like a a branch off to my life coaching where it's specifically for those people who are either going through who have been brought up in either a very intense religion like I was or maybe even just a kind of strong cultural background where certain things aren't accepted so potentially certain aspects about who they are or how they would like to live their life aren't aren't allowed aren't accepted or perhaps they just feel this kind of isolated confused lost feeling in those spaces and obviously I know that experience very very well so I do um support people through that time as well specifically because I know the ins and outs of the kind of conditioning that goes into those backgrounds um and my life coaching work then complements that that you know my own experience really well so do I have a Facebook group for my life coaching to support people there free Facebook group and I also have another one now which is is still in its infant stages but we've got 17 people in there which is beautiful already because they are all people that are going through this so I support them they support each other and there's a community for people to know that you're safe to explore who you who you actually could be I think that's one of the best things about like the online world is that you can find these like pockets of people who are and and that and that in itself is just so powerful because you've got somebody you've got people that understand what you're going through you've got people you can vent to with that won't judge you because they get it and having somebody spearhead that and be there as kind of the the person to orchestrate it and and be there to kind of support um overall is really important um Mm. So yeah. life coaching is really for everybody, really. Like anybody would benefit. Would you say that? Absolutely. I think I think anybody and everybody will benefit from life coaching. I think if anyone is exploring the idea of getting somebody on hand in their life, you know, I literally I explain it as like a, you know, like the guy in a boxing ring, like a physical sports coach sports coach. It's like, I'm here to kind of like rub your shoulders and tell you it's all gonna be okay and we'll get through it. And I'm I'm like personal cheerleader. I've also told people before that I'm like Jimmy Cricket. And I'm like, wherever you go, you've got me on your shoulder. Um, and always clients... let your conscience be your guy. <laughs> exactly. And that's a very powerful message. Um, it is for everyone. If if it's if it's something that would work for you. So, you know, in this kind of world, there's there's this talk around like, what do you do and how do you do it? Like, what are the pain points that you help people with and how do you do that? And I don't really work that way because I'm like, do you know what? Whatever you're experiencing is painful for you in the way it's painful for you. And that's going to be very personal, whether it's painful, confusing, maybe you're disillusioned with an aspect of your life or you're just damn fed up and you want to change it. It's for everyone. But the important thing is to find something, something and someone that works for you. So your life coach, you know, they need to 
you, they need to resonate with you and they need to be trusted by you. Um, so I, a lot of my sort of showing up online and the way I am is just about being myself because I'm thriving in my life. I think I do life really well. That doesn't mean again, that I'm perfect, but I do life. Yeah, I do it pretty good. And, um, I get to just show up and be myself and talk about that. And if people resonate with that and they like me, then they can come and talk to me about what I can do for them. But, but like I said, I think it's really personal. Um, and it's just really about what's appropriate, appropriate for the client and their needs. And that's true coaching. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there that, that kind of show off this amazing life as a life coach Mm. and they're, they, they seem to be perfect, like they've got the perfect house, they've got the perfect job, they've got the perfect husband, they've got the perfect life. And yeah, maybe they do, and that's great. But probably about 95% of the rest of the people, like, don't. And for me, if I was looking for somebody, I'd want somebody that I could relate to and that I could feel comfortable with. And what I appreciate with you is that you'll show up with your crazy hair and you know, <laughs> and I mean, you still look absolutely stunning, but like, that's how I am um, most of the time, like messy hair, no makeup. So I'm more likely to sit and listen to one of your videos than somebody who appears, who has, you know, hair done to a T and <laughs> fake eyelashes on and stuff, just because for me personally, I that's that's what I like um mm-hmm. so I think you're really I think that's nice because thank you. you are very very authentic with how you show up yeah you know I think the we all like the Instagram reel type life um I think it's a really solid marketing game um my issue with that is I would never want a client to come to me because they thought that my life was perfect and wanted that they're not they're not going to be the client for me because I'm going to be like okay well you might have come to me with that and this is actually what we're going to do and we're going to look at your can I swear on this yeah okay (laughs) I you know we're going to look at your shit together and then we're going to get you we're going to get you to actually what what you need rather than what you want and I I just take issue with People selling the perfect life to people that are desperate for the perfect life. That isn't a kindness to me because I feel like it's, um, well, one, nobody has a perfect life. And I I don't want to sell to my, I don't want to get clients by that way because it's just essentially what you're doing, although it works very well and we all do buy into it because we all buy into marketing. um, You're kind of telling people that they're not enough by that or that they need something else other than themselves to be happy. And that's really against my message. My message is more like, you have everything within you that you already need to live the life that you want and to live that in joy and bliss and love. And all you need to do is unpack the shit that the world put on top of you to, to uncover it and then be brave to follow it. And I'm, yeah, I'm just, um, I know it works. But I'm I'm not cool with that. And, um, you know, I'm one of those people that sit and watch all these things and it makes them feel bad. And you, it makes you feel like you're alone and that you're not doing things well enough. And that if you buy a product, a course, a coaching package from one of these people, then you know what? You can have that too. 
But actually, yeah, you can have that too. So you can show up on Instagram and put your perfect life on there and feel crap behind the scenes mm. because that's what's going on for some of those people. And it's, you know, it's false advertising. I don't agree with it. So I'm like, okay, well, if I just be myself, you know, all humans want to connect. We all just want to be part of one another. We all want to connect and know that we're not alone. Um, so that's how I choose to show up. And it may not make me as financially successful or as big as the other people at the moment, but um, I'm okay with that because I get to know that I'm living my truth every day. Mm. Rant over. <laughs> no, I think it's like, I think it's really important to highlight because I think that there's a lot of people out there who sell that. And I think as a consumer, it can become really confusing as to who to trust because you're in a position where you're like, I know I need something, but I don't know, do, do I go for this person because they're selling something for ridiculous amounts of money, but they seem to have loads of people signed up. So surely that's trustworthy. Like, but mm. actually most likely it's probably the person that will actually sit and have a talk to talk to you and not just sell you something straight away and actually want to connect with you and want to help you um yeah I think what you said there is really important when you use that word trust because while your sentence was it's difficult to know who to trust and this is part of the problem is that people are putting trust in others before they put it in themselves and so my job when I say empowering you to live your truth the part of that is getting you to a position like facilitating you getting yourself to that position where you love and trust yourself, where you can show up to the world as who you are. And it's not a case of um, who can I trust to get me what I want, but rather who can I trust to, su to support me um, and allow me appropriate space to find that for myself. Mm. Because again, everything you've got is like, everybody has everything available to them within themselves all the time. And the best thing about that is that everyone's unique as well. So, you know, if you're going to live your own truth, if you're going to live a life that means something to you and you're happy with what's in it, then the best place is to start with knowing who you are mm. properly, deep down and trusting in that and knowing, I think trusting in that. And a lot of what I do is, is seems to be with my clients. That I have this experience with them is that they, I make them feel allowed and not wrong. Um, and I think that's a feeling that permeates a lot of people's lives is that they don't feel like they're allowed to be who they are because there's a lot of industries industries that benefit off telling them they're not enough mm. yeah 100 percent. there's so much shame we need to get back to that place yeah there's so much shame and guilt and just you, you're not enough in uh, that we're surrounded by and it's it's constant it's on our tvs it's in our books it's in our magazines it's you know on on packaging mm -hmm. it's quite difficult not to um not to grow up with that sense of shame or guilt or um you know not being good enough so yeah I think yeah that's really important to say yeah absolutely and you know again what you said there is is an important point is that we grow up and we learn that that shame or that guilt Mm. Um, but if you take yourself back to your childhood, what were you doing when you were a kid? You were like, you know, 
dancing how you wanted to dance and saying the things that you wanted to say. And that's what we all come into the world with, ourselves, our souls, who we really truly are. And then we learn. We learn shame and guilt because of, you know, whatever life throws on you as you grow up. But that means that, um, you know, that's not your default. What's the word I want? Um, It's not your default setting. It's just something that got learned. And so you can unlearn it. Mm. When you said that about being a child and stuff, it just made me giggle because my dad sent me a, he'd he'd converted it to MP3. It was a tape originally. And basically (laughs) what he'd done, he created to keep me entertained. This went on for hours, by the way. (laughs) Um, A box, like a crate, made this box crate thing, put a microphone in, attached it to a tape player and it was my radio station <laughs> and I used look to at you now. And look at me now go podcast but I used to literally spend hours but I do all the songs I do all the adverts I I just talk and sing for hours and it just yeah that just it it brought me back a little bit that's then. amazing and how much joy does that bring you even thinking back to that right now yeah yeah. yeah no, and what would somebody, what could somebody else say to you? Like, oh my God, you're so silly or that's childish or whatever. And yeah. it's like, no, probably being okay with like feeling that joy and those memories is what's got you to what you're doing now. I love it. Yeah. I think that's when I know that I'm in, in my space is when I randomly just burst into song about <laughs> stuff. And you've already done that once on this podcast. So exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> So is there anything else you'd want our listeners to kind of take away from this chat? I, what would I like people to take away from it? Know that who you are deep down is always available to you. That that person literally cannot be broken or wrong. I think that's something that people, people feel a lot is that they need to be fixed. And that's just not the case. You don't need to be fixed. You just need a bit of excavation work. Um, And I guess if anybody wants to find out more information on me or talk to me about whether I could support them in that path, then um, reach out. You can find me in my groups on my page and all the rest of it. Yeah. So we're going to, I'm going to add all your links and stuff to the show notes. um, And I'll ask you to do it. Uh, Just kind of say them for us as well at the end. But Mm -hmm. before you go I couldn't help myself but to come up with a little game oh god because I love love a game (laughs) so this is a would you rather okay okay so Mm -hmm. I found some that made me laugh because I'm a complete child so brilliant um I thought we would go through some of these together okay I'm game okay cool right okay so uh would you rather have to announce to everybody around you whenever you have to fart <laughs> or pee your pants every day? Um, announce to everyone when I have to fart because it's pretty much something I do in my life anyway. <laughs> well, that's what I thought as well. <laughs> I'm like, my boyfriend, me and my boyfriend have been together for four months and I'm like, I'm just going to leave the living room so I can go and fart. <laughs> Are you still in that stage? Still, just just about. Just about in that stage. See, Teetering. Last night I was I was wetting myself because I realized I realized I mean I've been married for a while now but I realized now that I'm really embracing that marriage because instead of saying oh, I need to fart and telling him before I just wait 
and wait and see if it smells. And then if it smells, I'm like, hold your nose. <laughs> hold your nose, it smells. But oh. I forgot to do that last night. I forgot to tell him. So he was just like, have you farted? I was like, oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Whoopsie, slipped out. <laughs> Plus, imagine the mess if you had to pee yourself every day. I mean, that's a lot of washing and that's just bad for the environment. So Yeah, that's true. Although if I... If I could time when I peed myself, and if it's just once a day, <laughs> then maybe. Like your, like your Avengers skill or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, right. So, um, next one. Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Oh, dear God. A hundred duck-sized horses. Really? Yeah, I'd, like, ducks, they're, they're scary. <laughs> Imagine, like, a big goose yapping at you if it was the size of the horse. Like, that could almost take you out whole. Like, at least with, the, like, the small ones, I could have a bat or something. Oh, my God, this sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could take them out with, like, one quick kick or something or... Yeah, I guess, yeah, if they're small ducks, maybe. And you'll probably be able to defend yourself against the mini horses a lot easier than a massive duck. Is running away an option in either of these scenarios? Because I can be pretty fast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one. This one made me giggle because I could just imagine me doing this Um, just for fun, not in real life. Um, Okay. (laughs) Would you rather begin every sentence with "Hey, idiot," or end every sentence with "Haha, I was just kidding"? <laughs> um, you tell me yours first. Oh, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know because it'd be really hard in my job, and it would probably be really hard in your job. I was going to say, that would not be appropriate on a coaching session. Hey, idiot. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Oh, yeah, ha, 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 just kidding. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with hey, idiot, and hope that because I did it all the time, people saw it as like a cute, affectionate thing that I was saying to them. That's a good point. Like, there's quite a lot of people that, like, there's, um, I can't remember who it is on the internet, but she's like, hey, bitch. And it's like... (laughs) When was that a term of endearment? I know, I know, yeah. So, yeah, you could, uh, I think you could probably, if they, she can make bitch a, uh, a term of endearment, you can make idiot. Okay. Um, would you rather, this one's a bit of a deep one, would you rather live one life that lasts a thousand years or live ten lives that last a hundred years each? I would rather live 10 lives that lasted 100 years each. 100 years is still quite a long amount of time though, isn't it? Do you know what I was, when you said it, I'm like, you know, when people ask you that question about like, you know, um, what would you regret on your deathbed? Or if you were to die tomorrow or something, what would you regret? And it's kind of meant as a, like, get off your ass and do something about your life. Mm. I'm like, nothing, fucking nothing, because I'm living my life. Like, I, if somebody told me I was going to die tomorrow, I'd be like, Okay, cool. I've done quite a lot of stuff, so I'm okay with that. So I would like to have the experience of life in different ways 10 times, Mm. for sure. 
because then you could do it differently. I, well, yeah. I don't know. Would you? It depends if you'd have memory from your other lives. Yeah. But I kind of, I'm not completely against the idea of, I'm not completely on it or against the idea of reincarnation. So it kind of speaks to that a bit better. And I think that's pretty cool. I think that would be, yeah, why not? Let's keep variety. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay. <laughs> um, would, <laughs> oh, would, <God>. <laughs> would you rather <laughs> have your breath smell like a bad fart or have your laugh sound like a fart <laughs> oh god um my laugh sounds like a fart <laughs> at least you could just try really hard not to laugh but i oh I, I mean i've got a bad laugh as it is but you know when people don't try and laugh though and they're like <laughs> instead of it coming out as <laughs> it'll be like <laughs> at least you wouldn't have to tell your husband to hold his nose he'd just know or it'd be really confusing like em were you laughing or were you farting <laughs> what what were you doing i'm really confused <laughs> this could cause serious relationship issues <laughs> i just don't know who you are anymore <laughs> uh i'm just still laughing about the <laughs> Um, okay, let's see if I can find any other decent ones. Okay. I think maybe we'll have two more if I can find one. Okie dokie. <laughs> oh, okay. This is not one I would really want either to do. Would you rather wear a push-up bra all day long, every day, or stiletto heels all day, every day? Oh, fuck my life. God, I don't wear a push-up bra. I don't, wait, I don't wear a bra. (laughs) That's pretty standard daily life. Um, But I mean, I feel like a bra is going to do less damage to my body than stiletto heels to my feet. So it would really suck. But I'll go with the bra option. I mean, I'm pretty sure I lost bras out of my life like two years ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they just, yeah, no, free the boob, free the boob all the way. I'm definitely one for comfort over um, style. (laughs) (laughs) Let those baps out. Yeah, let them free. Um, Okay, last one then. Would you rather have to sneeze but not be able to (gasps) or have something stuck in your eye for an entire year? Oh my good god! This, who came up with this? This is like sadistic. Um, sneeze, but not be able to. Really? There are other ways of dealing with getting it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I feel like with a sneeze, like it's frustrating if you don't sneeze because you need the satisfaction of sneezing, right? But there are other ways that you can find similar levels of satisfaction. Are you basically saying that because sneezing is one-tenth of an orgasm, (laughs) you just... (laughs) You just need to, like, you need a really, really solid partner with a good sex drive or um, some heavy-duty batteries. (laughs) (laughs) I need to sneeze again. Get those boxes off, boy. (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, the thing in my eye, I would end up pulling my eyeball out. 
Oh, that drives me absolutely nuts. See, do, do you know what the thing that is worse for me at the moment? And I guess I get this every now and then is I I need to yawn and I start yawning and then I get hiccups. Oh my god! It's What's wrong with the you? most <laughs> annoying thing. Like I'm like, <gasps> and then I'm like, and it, <laughs> oh, it's the worst. It's so well, frustrating. You're going to be stuck in that now because that's what you believe to be true about yourself. So the life coaching advice say you need to change that belief. <laughs> I don't always do it. It's okay. only sometimes. <laughs> it keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Oh, I'm adding this one in just because I want to know. Um, <laughs> so this is the final one. Would you rather be able to stop time or fly? <gasps> If I could stop time, could I stop it for long enough to figure out how to fly? I mean, probably. I'm Trixie. Um, you, you, nah. You. Fuck it, I'd want to fly. Who doesn't want to fly? Yeah, I'd quite want to fly. But then if you, you could stop time. Okay, I don't know what this says about me, but you could stop <laughs> time. You could, one, really mess with people and be like, I don't know what happened. Like, I'm assuming people don't know you can stop time, so that would be fine. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and two, like, you could, like, make loads of money. I'm pretty sure you can make good money from, you know, being the only person that could fly, though. Yeah, but it's not like you can give people lifts. No, but I'm <laughs> thinking like a, like a sideshow, like a circus act. <laughs> I'm demeaning myself now. Um <laughs> That's a toughie one because you know what? For everyone in the UK that's around our age, if you remember this, I was a big fan of Berners Watch on TV. Do you ever watch that? I never got into it, I must say. I know it was it was actually pretty lame, but it was very exciting that he could stop trying. He never did anything worthwhile with it. So I don't look, let's jump on board with this together and let's say stop time and mess with people. Yeah, okay. I like that. Oh, that does not make me sound a good (laughs) (laughs) example of a life coach by any means but you know um, I'm human <laughs> we like a giggle yeah I used to like it just reminds me as well that when I used to work in an office I had there was a guy in my team this wasn't this wasn't when we used to work together this was okay I was wondering yeah yeah no this was after this is after um but I worked in an office and there was a guy on my team that really got on my nerves and we only had three people on my team and he used to kind of lord about being all high and mighty. So when I knew I was leaving, I decided to start really messing with him. <laughs> so I, and I haven't done this to anyone else, but it was really funny. He had this, this trophy from um, a PlayStation tournament that he'd won. Don't even ask, so lame. Um, and he used to like <laughs> lord about with this trophy being like, oh, I'm winning. Rah, rah, rah. So I stole his trophy. And not only that, I went around Cheltenham with the trophy getting random people to hold it so I could take photos I printed them all off and eventually like snuck the trophy back into the office somehow he had no idea it was me at all (laughs) well and this went on for a few months um and just left the photos in an envelope on his desk of like this trophy (laughs) going everywhere and then that's amazing so I did that and then I also um you know how you can put somebody's screen to really dark and change the contrast so it's really dark yeah 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 when he went off to get a cup of tea one day I like went over did that to his screen 
walked off so he didn't think it was me came back and he was ringing it trying to get the screen working because his computer had broken and i was like oh here you go here you go i'll um let me have a look let me try and like kind of played around it with it fixed it and he was like you're a legend you're a legend (laughs) you're a legend em absolute legend (laughs) thanks for saving my life yeah I was like, yeah, no, it's just me. And so the the last day at work, I did loads of other stuff as well, but those are my two <laughs> favourites. Particularly but, proud of those yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, last day at work, I was like, oh, by the way, um, you know, all these things that have been happening to you, it was me. And he was like, what? <laughs> he took it well. What did he? Oh, okay, okay. okay. It wasn't well, like I, I was being horrible. I was just being very amusing to myself. <laughs> You were um, living your truth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was your experience of life and that made you happy. I yeah. would say, um, not to the detriment of other people, but I think we can get away with this one. <laughs> no one got hurt. Yeah. No adults were harmed in no the adults. making of your fun. Exactly. So um, let us know where people can find you then. Okay. So you can find me I on, I'm currently actually have a website in the making. That will be live relatively soon. So that's abigailchandler.online. A little bit different. Um, Facebook, Abigail Chandler Coaching. Instagram, Abigail double underscore Chandler. And through both of those, you will be able to find links to my YouTube channel um, and both of my groups that I mentioned earlier. So the next level you for general life coaching and a place to be for those um, coming through the isolating and traumatic time of questioning their beliefs amazing yes all of it yeah amazing so yeah definitely go and check abby out um she is come say hi yeah and uh she's just brilliant so thanks so much for coming on as well thank you for having me it's really nice yeah it was great just have a chat with you yeah (laughs) (laughs) fab so um yeah i will post all of your links and everything in our show notes so don't forget to go and follow abby If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram and give us those lovely five-star reviews. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) If you love being part of the tribe, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and leave a comment or leave a five-star review. And we will be back for you next week for more Tribe Talk.